Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The 11 to 1 show. L-M-F-M. We are feeling good after James Brown. Impossible to not feel good after a song like that. It is Wednesday. It is the 17th of May. Sinead Brazel here with you till one. Hope you're keeping well. You can get in touch about anything. 86 658 I would love to do lots of things in life if I had a bit more confidence. And this is really interesting research uh, today for you because um, apparently lots of people want to do lots of things in life, but we just lack that little bit of confidence. And going on holidays alone seems to be top of the list. So people say, oh, you know, if I had a bit more confidence, I would go on holidays on my own. I know a good few people uh, who do this. They go off on their own, uh, single people, or people who just want to break from their hectic family life or, or work life. They do go off on holidays. Now, they go on holidays, say, alone in the sense that they go to, you know, they, it's like a group organised thing, but they don't know any of the people that they go off with. Does that count? Or do they mean completely solo travelling? Maybe completely solo travelling. I do see sometimes, you know, people on Instagram who do the solo travel and, you know, it looks like they are going on these amazing, great adventures. But I'd be thinking, what if it, what, what if it happens to me or, you know, things like that. So I don't know. I don't know about that part. But this one is interesting as well. So going on holidays alone, That's the top. And then the next one is and starting your own company. They are among the things people say they would do if they had more confidence. So starting your own company, being your own boss. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can see the appeal of that. But I can understand the holding yourself back with the lack of confidence. So four in 10 say a lack of confidence hold them back from living life to the full. And this was research that was taken by Shaken Udder Milkshakes. Uh, they found eating whatever you want is also uh, on the list there of people, things that people would do in terms of living life to the full. But four in 10 have a lack of confidence holding them back from doing these things. So. I'm wondering, what is the burning desire that you have to do that you would love to do with your life, but you just lack the confidence? Like there's something there, isn't there, that you would just love to do? Like a lot of people think just because I'm on the radio, I must have loads of confidence. No, definitely not. There's lots of things I would love to do. One of them is, and I used to do this as as a teenager, and now I definitely couldn't do it because I lack confidence and I would just be thinking I would be rubbish at it. I would love to try out acting. 
I'd love to try it out just to see, you know. But again, that little bit of a confidence barrier there for me. So that's the number kind of one thing for me uh, in terms of the confidence thing or, you know, just, just to try it out. So I'm wondering today... What would you love to do? But just that bit of confidence, you'd lack a bit of confidence. There's just something holding you back. Let me know 086 1800 658. Hosier, take me to church. Oh, there's a good few coming in on 086 1800 658. I'm asking, if you had more confidence, what would you do? So what is that thing, that burning ambition or desire that you have to do, but you just lack that bit of confidence and you're getting in touch? Uh, Somebody on the holidays alone, by the way, this is um, really uh, recommending. I go on holidays alone every year, highly recommended. Started doing this after my beloved husband died a few years ago. I always meet new people. Uh, I've been as far away as South Africa and Thailand. It did take a bit of courage to make that initial booking of the first holiday but I haven't looked back says this message okay right you're selling the solo travel definitely fair play to you Uh, I'd love to sing on stage people say I have a really nice voice but I lack the confidence said another message there as well I'd say that's a big one with people you know the idea of performing and you know we it's it's that little voice that goes oh what if you're what if you're rubbish? What if you're not great? What if people boo? I know, I know, but they probably won't. What if they love you? That's probably what we should be thinking. And maybe we should make the step. I like I like that. Thank you so much for sharing. Lots more coming in on that. I will get to those. Plus, I have details of a great competition that we're running all this week in association with a great festival for dog lovers happening in Kells. And I have music from Niall Horan on the way. The 11 to 1 show. What would you do if you had more confidence? We're asking this this morning on the back of a study that was taken by uh, the Shaken Udder Milkshakes. They say four in ten lack confidence, holding us back from living life to the full. And things that we would do if we had uh, more confidence is starting our own company or going on holidays alone, uh, plus eating what we want. Well, yeah, I sometimes do that just anyway, but then I feel I feel bad about it. That's a whole other topic. We're going to be discussing about that that with Denise Wogan later on. So I'm asking you, what would you do if you had more confidence? Sea swimming. Uh, I have major body issues. Um, It looks like so much crack, though. I've seen a lot of people do it, but I have no confidence myself. Yes, the sea swimming has taken off. And I can understand if you're somebody that has a lot of issues tied up with body. Again, we're going to be chatting about this with Denise, which might help you a little bit in this area. Or maybe like, is it an idea to go, you know, at a quiet time at the beach, just maybe when there's not that many people around and just give it a go and see how things work? shouldn't let you hold hold you back that's for sure sea swimming is supposed to be now look I'm just a cold creature you know you're not going to get me really in there despite the amount of people in here (laughs) on guests on the show and various friends and stuff who want to get me into the sea in the freezing cold it's not happening unless there's a heat wave Um, but I wouldn't like you know body issues or things like that to hold you back definitely not Um, a lot of people saying leave a job that they hate I know, like, you know, that is a big issue for a lot of people, leaving a job and going, where will I go next? You know, I'm comfortable here maybe as well. You know, it's a bit daunting going out there into the into the big wide world again and searching for a job. I can understand that. Do keep them coming. 086 1800 658. Yes, that's from the upcoming new album, The Show. It's going to be out 9th of June. Niall Horan there with Heaven. Now, it's going to be Heaven for Dog Lovers. Yes. 
All this week, I'm giving you the chance to win tickets to Dogitude. It is the Irish Dog Lovers Festival happening Saturday the 27th and Sunday 28th of May at Causey Farm, Gurley, Fordstown, County Meath. And it's going to be opening from a 12 every day, running until 5. Give your dog a special treat. Bring him or her for a really great day out. There's not many things, is there, that you can bring the dog to, you know, around the place. So that's good. And it's not just great for the four-legged friends. There's live music across the day, delicious food village, trade shows, expert speakers to help you get the best from your pet. So even if you don't have a dog, go along. The fun starts 12 noon, Saturday the 27th and 28th of May. So we're asking you a question. We have pairs of tickets up for grabs every day. It's always doggy related. So I'm asking you to name the TV series that followed the adventures of a female rough collie dog. Do you remember the TV series? Now I'm going to give you a choice. Was it A, Turner and Hooch? Or was it B, Lassie? So name the TV series that followed the adventures of a female rough collie dog. Was it A, Turner and Hooch? Or B, Lassie? 86 658 for your answers, please. And we'll give those tickets away towards the end. There's White Snake. Here we go again. I'm getting distracted because people are sending me images of dogs, which I love to get, by the way, uh, to do the Dog at Jude Festival. Thank you so much for sending those in. They're brightening up the feed here on 86 658 Now, we were talking earlier on about body confidence and we were asking, you know, about what would you do if you had more confidence? And somebody messaged in saying they would go sea swimming if they had more confidence, but they've no confidence because of their body image. And... That to me is just, it, it gets me in the gut seeing a message like that. I know doubt it'll affect our next guest as well because we're going to be chatting all about body image, particularly to do with the summer and going on holidays and being on the beach and then how this ties in to our relationship uh, with food. So our lovely nutritional therapist and life coach Denise Wogan is back with us. We're going to be chatting all about this next. The 11 to 1 show. The sun is shining and it has us dreaming of our summer holidays and no doubt thoughts about how your body will look on the beach have creeped in there as well. So now you've banned the sugar, you've banned the crisps, you've banned the carbs from your plate in a bid to shed the pounds. But there is a way to eat well without restriction and it is possible to eat well even whilst on holiday with all of that lovely tempting food around. Denise Wogan, nutritional therapist and life coach is back with us to discuss intuitive eating whilst on holiday. How are you getting on, Denise? Oh, I'm good. I can't wait for my own holidays. Give <laughs> me some heat on my bones. I know we need the heat on the bones. Oh, just we really that do. feeling. Yeah. yeah. Once you land, you know when you get that lovely. Oh, the heat. yeah. yeah. When my parents are gone, and I just, I, I just saw a picture of Dad last night, and just has that glow, and they're only like in the country an hour. <laughs> oh no, date there'll be loads of updates. Yeah. What's the weather like yeah. at home there? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I know. I hear, I hear you. But you know, we were talking earlier on in the show about mm. um, if we had more confidence, what mm. would we do? And a message that really kind of, well, loads of messages hit home. But one particularly was around sea swimming, and sea swimming is a yeah. big thing that people are doing. And this particular person has a lot of issues tied up with their body appearance and that's preventing them from going sea swimming that sort of hits me in the gut a little bit so yeah. a message like that what did you make of that or what's S- same as I suppose um, you know I wanted to go sea swimming for years and told myself because of medical condition I couldn't so to that person out there you can you can do anything that you want but there's a few little things that you can do to support yourself to get there and my biggest suggestion is is that I guarantee you, nobody is looking at you as much as you are looking at yourself. And I guarantee you that as somebody who went 
to Spain a number of years ago, covered head to toe in scaly psoriasis flakes all over me, thinking everyone's looking at me. I've studied enough human brains and human behaviour to understand they're not thinking about you. So what could you do for you to get you out into that sea this summer if that's what you really want to do? Try on your swimsuit. So one, go and buy yourself a swimsuit that you like, that you really like. Order it online if you don't feel like going into a shop. Two, put it on at home. And maybe just put it on and look at the top half of your body in the mirror. Mm. And then when you feel a bit more comfortable with that, go and look at the full body and then find yourself a nice beach on your on your own. Go away someday. Take yourself off where you know you're not going to bump into anyone that you know. And even just go and dip your toes in the water. And as you're there, just remind yourself that you are a worthy human being. And it is a human right to be able to do whatever you want in the world. So go for it. Oh, I love that. What great advice. I mean, <laughs> hopefully now straight away buying this swimsuit. I, I really, really hope that that is, that is happening. But, you yeah. know, it, it's a vicious cycle, isn't it, though, Denise? This time yeah. of the year, you know, we panic about the summer, how our body's going to look. And then we start to re- restrict the food. Uh, tell us, us why this is not a plan, <laughs> any sort of plan at all. So, you know, the way I, I've been saying to you, I don't want to bring in too much science, but I do want to okay. tell people something and what hit my mind and it's on my mind a lot lately. And I've actually got somebody coming on my podcast to talk about this. It's yo-yo dieting. Yeah. So we don't know, we don't hear enough the harms and impact of yo-yo dieting. So I just want to tell your listeners here, yo-yo dieting leads to higher body fat percentage. So what actually happens is that you lose the weight but as you lose the weight, your appetite, so that fullness hormone in your body starts to reduce and your appetite increases because your body is trying to conserve energy and it's trying to protect you because it still thinks like you're back in the famine days. It still thinks like it's starving. That is genetics and that is tra- or like generations of stuff going on. Yes, if this sounds absolutely mad to you, I know when I first heard it, I th- it blew my mind too. But let's look at some other things that yo-yo dieting does. It causes um, muscle loss. Mm. So we lose our muscle faster than we lose our fat. So that's not good for your body. It increases our risk of fatty liver disease. It increases our risk of um, heart disease and blood pressure. And I haven't even gotten to talk about the brain. And that's the one that I'm most interested in. When you do that, you're, when you're yo-yo dieting, Willpower and discipline only last for so long, but frustration takes over, which in turn causes you to create a lot of stress hormones in your body, which create more of a health impact. So yo-yo dietings are not a long term plan. Restricting your food so that you can fit into something on the beach is not a good idea. And this, as you say that, the stress idea, that's really resonating with me completely. Like people will notice this, you're more quick to anger, you're kind of, there's a lot of stress going on in the body. Absolutely. And like you say as well, we're doing this to fit into something and look at, I'm guilty as well of it. I have loads of stuff in the wardrobe that I'm going, can't fit, can't fit, can't fit. And look at, I might need to make peace with the fact that I may never fit back into that. Get rid of them. My body's changing. Like, this is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like clothes are not designed to fit a small body. And yesterday I took a day off and I went up to Dublin to go shopping. And I was saying this morning, I tried on two different brands of jeans, Mm -hmm. six different sizes. Wow. Six different sizes. So as I picked them up, I was like those and she was looking. I was like, oh, no, you need to wear that size. You need to wear that size. Clothes are bananas. Yeah. Sizing is bananas. So don't measure your worth on that. Yeah. And, you know, we hear this with, with image consultant Rhea Macklin all the time. Yes. It's great, to, great to hear you <laughs> yeah. doing that as well. Uh, so, you know, there's there's somebody that I know and I'm do- doing this specifically for this person now listening in. Uh, looks great. 
by the way, mm-hmm. definitely not overweight or anything like that, has gone back to a slimmers group, has denied herself all the food and wine and different things at an event recently, fixated on reaching a number on the scales. And she's not alone. So many people fall into this trap. And this is why a lot of these groups are using weighing scales. But when you go to a gym, you will not see a weighing scales at a gym. It's very different in a gym. You know, they, they talk about, as you said, muscle and, and all muscle that sort of stuff. Uh, like, what's going on there? Why do we keep falling back into that trap as well? Well, what is the way, what is that figure on the scales mm. going to give her? So there's a really deep question to ask herself. What is she holding off doing now that when she's that size, she can do it? And that's usually where I get to with people. What are you not doing? What what does that number mean to you? You don't look and say, well, I want to be a size six because mm. I want to be a size six. You look and do something because what is it going to bring you? We're human beings, we feel. So what is she going to feel when she's at that size? And why can't she feel that now? And this is the thing that happens in every single weight loss scenario with me. When I get to this weight, I will. This is the way it happens. And then you get to that weight. And I remember looking at pictures and like I look at the pictures now and go, oh, my God, how did I still think that I wasn't like a, a good size then? And I look at these pictures now and go, that was nearly a bit too much. That was a bit too thin. Mm. And, you know, I was thinking about maybe the never enough. That's is that what it's all coming back? You're never enough. So where do you base your self-worth? Where do you base your self-confidence, self-esteem, all the self-words? If we do those based on external measures of my job, how Mm -hmm. much money I have, how do I look? There's lots of measures. We're not really thinking about, well, if you took away all of those things from me, who am I? Yeah. Am I still an amazing bloody individual who gets to live life? Yes. So when we continually look out, we forget to see what we have on the inside. And we haven't been lear- learned, we haven't been taught how to think like this, that your self-confidence comes from the inside out. Um, I was thinking about last year when I was on holidays and my body size had changed. I've gone plus 40 now. It definitely had changed. And what I, I began to notice that when I looked at my body size changing was that it's not... <laughs> about the body size changing that was making the discomfort it was in me. It was that I knew I wasn't looking after myself. Yeah. I knew I wasn't doing the things that were good to make me feel better, both mentally and physically. And the reflection, it was the easiest answer was to say, I'll go back on a diet. So (laughs) you will have have a question for me about, do I ever slip? Yes, I do, because we've grown up in this culture. We've grown up in this world that... We're, we're laser focused on thinking that if we have all the things, if we have the pretty house and if we have the good children and yaddy, 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 then we'll be enough. But it and, takes... And, and lit- literally, as you're saying that, <laughs> someone's going, but I want a flat stomach. Now, listen. Can I, I don't just, have a flat stomach and I, I work out five days a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I never want a flat stomach anymore. Yes. I'm bigger now than I was last year. Yes, and it's and it, I had that obsession as well. And I think definitely women have this idea of the flat stomach. And yes, we see other celebrities and they bounce back into their thing and everything and they look great. But, you know, there's so many other factors there that we, we have to consider with regards to that. And I wonder when you do get the flat stomach, let's say, Again, going back to what what you're saying, Denise, yeah. if the internal work is not done, it's still going to be. People go get cosmetic surgery. Yeah. So there's huge research out there about cosmetic surgery. And when people get themselves changed to their, so they're not going in now anymore to be, to say, I want to look like whatever superstar. Mm. They modify their own self-portrait and they get the surgery. But when they do the, the, the surgery work, they still feel the same about their body image. Yeah. 
Yeah. So body image is about feelings and you cannot manipulate feelings by doing active work like, you know, you can help yourself. The sport will help, it'll help your mood, but you have to change how you think about you feel yourself. Yeah, yeah. Feel abso- about yourself. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah. in terms of holidays then, you know, like we do this kind of thing where we decide we're going to restrict and then we go on holidays and all the lovely food is there. So how do you adopt? Because like you said, you do some obviously you're human, you have some days where you yeah. say, but how do you kind of adopt the intuitive eating then on holidays? So on holidays, uh, my earliest work was in uh, gut dysfunction. So Mm. IBS and people used to ask for food intolerance testings and I used to say to them, go on holidays. And when you go on holidays, I want you to just listen into your body. When you're on holidays, what are you doing? You're probably sleeping a little bit more. You're probably resting a little bit more. Even if you're not going to bed and getting your eight hours sleep, you're falling asleep at the beach. Yes. So you're walking more because you're doing touristy things. You're outside more. How many Mm. of us spend the most of the winter inside? So you're doing lots of really positive behaviours that are impacting your body. I know this is slightly straying away from intuitive eating, but noticing how those things impact your body and really intentionally stopping to go, actually, yeah, like those clients I had, like, my, my, my IBS symptoms were gone on holidays. Yeah. What were you doing? Yeah. Take the time while you're away to assess what am I doing? And if we want to bring it into the food piece, what I would say is look at the kind of food choices that you're making. Do you know, I, I would actually pick, a lot, like, you know, the way the guys go around and they have the watermelons on the beach or different things. Like, yeah. you, you become more in tune to the colour of the fruit and the yeah. veg, particularly in the middle of the day, I find, you know, because sometimes as well, when you've eaten something soggy and you're in the heat, you don't want maybe that feeling again. Yeah. Um, so that you do tend to do that. Also drinking lots that is more you, water. That is you being intuitive to your body. Yeah. I ate something stodgy and it didn't feel good in my body. So nutrition is a really big part of intuitive eating. But once you remove the barriers, if you have restricted before you go on holidays, you're Mm. going to be a rebellious eater and you're going to see everything out there. And you go, I can't have that when I go home because I'm already primed my brain that I'm going to have to pay for this when I get home. Mm. I'm going to have to punish myself. So your rebellious eater, which we all have inside of us, is going to go, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to break it all now and I'm going to go hell for leather. If you make that conscious decision before you leave, okay, everything is on the cards. You allow your intuitive eater to come up and say, actually, I don't really feel like another ice cream. I feel like some fruit. Yeah. I don't feel like another pasta dish. I feel like some fresh salad. And That's is, what happens. Yeah, and it's like a light bulb clicking on. It really is yeah. because I've practiced some of these techniques that you've described and talked about with me. And it's like, you know, when you go to that press for the chocolate, in my case, uh, <laughs> and you kind of go, hang on a minute. What's going on here? Why am I doing this? And you Mm. sort of just take that few seconds to pause. It all becomes kind of clear. Now, you know, nine times (laughs) ten, Denise, I'm going, I'm going to have it. I'm going to have that chocolate. But it's it's the pause. That's conscious. So people say to me, do you, so do you never eat chocolate or do you never eat pizza? She does. Um, I see it on her Instagram. (laughs) You do. That's conscious decision. And when I mentioned about last year, I knew I wasn't caring for myself. I wasn't consciously making the choice. So if I choose that I want to have a packet of crisps now, (coughs) excuse me, I I generally tend to feel enough after I've had one packet, whereas before it could have been three or four. Yeah. Because I'm not being aware of what's the the intention? What's this food serving me? And I'm like, you know what? I'm actually a little bit hungry, But, but it's... Biological and mental as yeah. well. So there, I would be that person who's stressed. I'll go for salty. Yeah. Other people go for chocolate. So yeah. that's my go-to. 
Um, so it's like, well, what's going on for me? And if I pause and I go, you know what? I'm stressed. I feel like I have my crisps. What, what else can I do for me? Yes. Yes. So what it's else? the what else. It's Outside not the if you deny it, you're going to blow it all and you're going to eat four packets. Whereas if you go, OK, it's the crisps. But actually, what else can I do for me? Absolutely. And, you know, there's there's so much reprogramming of ourselves, you know, mm. and this is kind of where you come in to help. So how can people get in touch with you, Denise? How can we get reach out to you? So it's Foodie Nutrition on Instagram. That's where I'm probably most active. I'm on LinkedIn as well. I'm Denise Wogan. Uh, Denise at foodie.ae is my email and my website is there. And what I have done for the summer is I've opened up breakthrough sessions for Mm -hmm. people. So just one and a half hours. If this is new to you, but if somewhere deep down you're going, you know what, actually, this really makes sense. Yeah. And when we talk about the kind of work that I do, it is a lifestyle change. So we have to reprogram our mind. We have to learn how to think differently. If you want to get started on that journey, you can do that in a breakthrough session. But I also have a self-directed education program so that you can go in you can take a lot bigger deeper view because we can't talk about it all in here in 20 minutes Uh, or you can you know take that program yourself and then in time choose if you want to do more Oh, that's great. That's a great option yeah. for people. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like there's the onus is back on the person as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely is. Oh, Denise, as always, really insightful, interesting conversation with you. Thank you so much. Enjoy the holiday. Another <laughs> couple of weeks. <laughs> we'll enjoy the sunshine we have here in Ireland first. <laughs> absolutely. We will indeed. Foodie.ie. So it's food and then ee.ie. And as uh, Denise said there, Denise at foodie.ie. And she's also on Instagram as well. The 11 to 1 show. Today is National Pinot Grigio Day. I mean, look, at I know we were talking about intuitive eating, but if your gut is telling you that you like that wine, I'd say go for it, you know. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 7 Going back to 1973 and Senate Watergate Committee begins its hearing. The Watergate scandal was a major political scandal in the US involving the administration of the US President Richard Nixon from 72 to 74 that led to Nixon's resignation. And today is National Pinot Grigio Day. No better way to celebrate this than getting yourself a nice glass and pouring it out with some friends. A bottle, actually. Not a glass. Glass isn't going to cut it. A bottle and pouring it out among friends. Pinot Grigio Day today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. She has touched down on Irish soil. She is going to be coming in here to LMFM. I am so excited to meet Ireland's first female professional boxer and world champion, Deirdre Gogarty. She's going to be joining us after 12. The 11 to 1 show. Rory O'Connor is going to jail. Well, for a new TV series, it's on tonight. I'm going to give you all the details after Rag and Bone Man. Rag and Bone Man with skin and LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Rory O'Connor and Philly McMahon are going to jail. 
They're going to jail for a new TV series. They've teamed up together and they've uh, joined forces to run a unique educational and sports programme in Mount Joint Prison. So their goal is to take a group of prisoners and try to turn them into a competitive football team. Their journey is documented in a new series, Gaelic in the Joy. It is starting tonight on RTE1 at 9.35 and during the Darkness into Light special show that we had a couple of weeks ago, myself and Chris caught up with Rory and uh, we were asking him about the series and um, he said, look, it was really eye-opening. It's the best thing that he's ever done. He said he was just delighted with how it turned out and you know, that we're going to see a lot. We're going to see a lot of uh, different perspectives from people inside in Mount Joy. And uh, he said, ultimately, it had been a really uplifting experience and he's looking forward to people watching and tuning in. So that is on 9.35 or one tonight. And uh, yeah, very good. I'd say it's going to be brilliant. It's going to really challenge our stereotypes and assumptions that we have, you know, about people that end up in, in Mount Joy, definitely. And uh, of course, with Rory involved, there's going to be a bit of crack as well. Now, time to see what else is happening in the world of celebrity. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Crossy. King the Crow posted a video of himself and his brother listening to his new song, Heaven. It's believed the song is based on his brother. When I was four, I fell off my bike, but you told me I'd be okay. When I was five, you were by my side when mama was far away. When I was you'd always say and you'd say oh Beyonce fans are wondering if she's going into the hair business. This is after a cryptic post on her social media accounts hinting of the new venture. David Baddiel says corporate comedy gigs can be rough, even if you've got a good set. Here's what he said. I have done gigs where I've turned up and they're, they're a bit drunk and they're a bit annoyed and you could hear them say, thinking to themselves as soon as I came on, couldn't they afford never Frank Skinner? But never liked him. You know, never liked him and every comedian's felt this and then you have to really fight to get it and sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you just think, right, this is a wash. I just have to basically get through this. That's The Buzz. I'm Crossy. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Ed Sheeran, eyes closed, my eyes are wide open and I'm staring at an absolutely phenomenal woman. She is an Irish world boxing champion. We're going to be chatting to Deirdre Gogarty next. The 11 to 1 show. It's the homecoming people will remember. No, not Katie Taylor's homecoming fight, although that is, of course, very important. I'm talking about the homecoming of Ireland's first professional female boxer and world champion, Deirdre Gogarty. A trailblazer, not just for female boxers, but for women in sport. A woman who fought inside and outside of the ring tirelessly to put female boxing on the map at a time when it was illegal for women in this country to fight. World champion boxer Deirdre Gogarty has landed home to Drogheda for a very special homecoming event this Friday in the Crescent Concert Hall. My heart is jumping out of my chest because she's sitting here right in front of me along with Kieran MacGyver who is the chairperson of the Deirdre Gogarty Legacy. 
Committee. I have to take a deep breath there, Georgia. I'm so excited to have you here in studio. I'm so excited to be here. It's great to be back in Drogheda and it's a beautiful day and the the town looks great and um, I just can't wait to see everybody and see more. And this is the first time home in a long time, I believe, is it? Yeah, it's seven years uh, since my mother's funeral. It's been a long time, so... It's been a long, long time. and Much a l- better circumstances. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And a, and a long time coming home, absolutely. And a long road to, to get to where you are. T- talk to me about this magnificent belt that you just put <laughs> in the studio here. Yeah, lots of blood, sweat and tears. I, I get a little bit emotional every time I see that belt. So, um, yeah, a lot went into it and it was a very hard struggle to get it. But I got there in the end and, and that's what matters. Now, for somebody who, you know, has no boxing background, no family in, in boxing, mm-hmm. how did it all begin? Remind me how it all began for you as a teenager. Well, I just, um, I, I was always attracted to boxing and which I just kind of pushed to the side, you know, and then I saw Jack Dempsey, a clip of Jack Dempsey, and I started to really get interested, especially the fact that he would fight people so much bigger than him. And then when Barry McGuigan won the world title, I just went crazy nuts over boxing. I just became obsessed with it. And um, I got a punch bag and I hung it in the cupboard and I'd go in there and I'd wrap bed sheets around my knuckles and I'd bang away on it. And, and keeping it hidden absolutely from, from mm-hmm. people just because I suppose you're kind of exploring. Is this definitely what I want to be doing or was what was kind of... Um, well, I definitely knew it's what I wanted to be doing. I was more um, worried about what people would think, the perception of it, and being basically having my dream shot out of the air by people said, you know, girls don't box, you know, nobody wants to see that, you know, that's not right, and that and, type of stuff. And that happened a lot, Deirdre, mm-hmm. so you were right to kind of have that that kind of, I suppose, in the back of your mind. How did you cope with that? Because like I say, every single step of the journey from here to America to the lifting of the belt, people said you couldn't do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I just had this tremendous drive. I, I saw McGuigan lift that title and I wanted to lift the title just like him. And uh, I just said, I'm just going to keep doing it. And I just felt if I worked hard enough at it and got skillful enough at it, that I would bring dignity and respect to the sport. And um, eventually they'd have to let us box. <laughs> well, she, she's definitely achieved that and, and so much more. And, you know, until last year or so, I had absolutely no idea about your incredible, inspiring story until this man beside you, Kieran McIver, told me all about it. And there are still so many people here, particularly, that don't know your story, but we're going to make sure they know all about <laughs> it on Friday. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's amazing. I think I'm getting a, a much better homecoming this time than I did back when I won the world title. So, I mean, it's um, it's really surreal. I mean, I've no doubt I deserve it, but it's amazing that it's actually happening. It really is. It really is. I have to bring Kieran in here. He's sitting patiently there beside you. Kieran MacGyver, he is the, the, the fellow that spearheaded. I'd be happy if you didn't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not at all. No, you have to. You absolutely have to. Spearheaded the Dear to Gogarty Legacy Committee, got us all on board. I mean, a year and a half ago or so, you rang me up. You had this crazy idea that you're going to erect a statue to Deirdre Gogarty. You told me all about her. Here she is. She's sitting beside us. How do you feel about all of this? Yeah, it's just, um, do you know what? I haven't even had time to really think about it um, because you know, we've been so busy organising things this week for Deirdre. Like, I haven't really thought about God two years ago. I, I didn't really even know um, 
who she really was and I, I she actually asked me on the way up she said how did you uh how did you find out about me and uh, i told her the story and and she was like yeah like you know i was uh, she was explaining to me like you know i was in a rut like because um i felt like no one remembered me or you know it, my story wasn't remembered and and uh people were kind of um just forgetting about her and i felt that when i interviewed her that day for the for the video and i i said you know this isn't right um yeah, because it, I, yeah, sh- I should yeah. mention that you're, you've got an amazing podcast, Boxing Bands podcast. So how did you actually discover Deirdre? And the fact that she was from Drogheda here. Yeah, so a friend of mine uh, runs a podcast and uh, called Enswell Podcast and he put up his highlight reel video of this woman, Deirdre Gogarty, and I looked at it and um, first I thought it was some like uh, Irish-American boxer, you know, second, third generation. And I watched it and I... And I went into that rabbit hole as you do just going on for like an hour going how have i missed this person who was before no one was before her and i realized that she was from right here and i couldn't believe it because in the time i've been running the channel going to professional boxing shows in ireland um everyone has someone from their ten that's a professional boxer but in draw i never had anyone uh, to kind of talk about and then i just found out about it i was like how does no one know about this you know um so that's kind of how i really did find out about it and uh it was like it just landed on my lap and it just like it just inspired me like I suppose that's the best way to say it yeah absolutely you couldn't be but inspired by Deirdre's story and you know I'm so proud to be part of the Deirdre Legacy Gogarty Committee as you know so talk to me about the committee and what we're trying to do yeah so the the committee is essentially the the ultimate goal is to erect uh, a statue of Deirdre Gogarty in Drogheda Um, preferably if hopefully what we would like to do is have it on the same area where the other two statues are because Laurie obviously has sculpted the other two statues it seems only right that if we're going to have a boxer that's erected in the town a man who um, won a bronze medal for the town a great achievement Um, ironically enough the first time a woman actually competed in the Olympics for was 1956 as well but if we're going to have a statue of that I think it's only right that we have one of a woman who equal if not even better the the, the, the achievements um, I just think that that's only right and with yourself Natalie Kelly uh, Joanna Byrne and the Drotter Boxing Club like I think that we have the right people in place to do it we do, we do, yeah. we do have the right people in place, absolutely. And we have snippets of the amazing Laurie's work, the artist behind this, and it's very exciting uh, to see that kind of in progress. So as part of all of this, we got to raise the funds for this statue. So this is where Friday comes in. So talk to me about Friday. Deirdre's going to be sharing her story, but there's also some special guests. Yeah, so Friday obviously ultimately is a fundraiser. The, the, the Dottie McGatton, thanks very much from... Um, the Crescent Hall, they've essentially waived most of the fees, almost all of them. Um, so every ticket is pretty much going towards the statue donation. Um, it's a chance for the town of Drogheda to learn about Deirdre's story from the mouth, from her own mouth um, and from the people that helped her along the way, such as her coaches, uh, John McCormick and Jimmy Halpin, um, who trained her in St. Saviour's Boxing Club when she moved in there at 18, 19 years old. Um, and also other people such as Deirdre Nelson so Deirdre fought on the first um, all women's uh, boxing card in 1995 in the Latin Theatre in Las Vegas and the second professional boxer from the island Deirdre Nelson was on the same card as her that night um, and she will also be there as well as Amory Griffin who fought Deirdre in the first ever unsanctioned bout between two men, two women on the island of Ireland um, I found Amory living in Clare I somehow found her through the grapevine so uh, yeah she's going to come up just a lot of people to explain her story. Eric Donovan, 
obviously who's well known around the area kieran clark is really well known um mma fighter um and obviously committee members uh, michelle hall the, the the mayor um other other council members as well of course and uh, christina mcmahon who was the first to obtain uh, a license on the island uh, an irish license so yeah all these things is all brought together everyone's coming together for one big uh, night for dear to tell our story to town and educate people on on, on our story about time dear about time <laughs> we all got a bit of an education you know what I mean, about this i'd like to see all these people come back again you know all these people yeah. that were so you know important to, to your career must be very emotional as well for you yes it is it's it's amazing and you know i really think uh, the story can transcend boxing itself and be an inspiration to anybody. That's what I always hoped that my story would inspire someone else. It doesn't have to be even sport just to, to overcome. And, you know, I have a dream, no matter how obscure people think it is or it's never been done or it's too hard to do or you're this, that or the other. Just, you know, have a vision and follow through. And that's exactly what I what I take from it really is. And somebody else that had a vision and a dream and it's now coming true in so many ways was an 11 year old girl from Bray who reached out to you and we have her letter here that she sent yeah. to you. And I know that you have the proper copy of it at, at home, but I have it here in my hands. And just to, the line that sticks out so much for me uh, when she when she's uh, writing to you all those years ago uh, is, you know, when she says, uh, you know, I don't I can't see a uh, boxing for for girls uh, over here taking off in the near future I can see why you had to go away to get fights hopefully things will change over the next few years but maybe one day they'll even let us box in the Olympics I choke up when I actually <laughs> read that line this is from Katie Taylor yeah yeah it's an amazing letter it always stuck in my mind and then when she uh, was going to the Olympics I said gosh I've got to pull out that letter and read it again and yeah, I got very teary and emotional when I read it. It's just incredible. I mean, it just shows when you stick to a dream what can happen. And the dream now is culminating in such a huge level. This is a huge, huge fight on Saturday. You're going to be ringside, which is, yeah. is incredible as well. So how are you feeling about all of that? And uh, how are you feeling about the fact that she had to go up a weight, another challenge for her as well? Well, that is a challenge. I fought a lot out of my weight and uh, it definitely takes its toll in the later rounds so the fact she took such a hard fight when she could have taken a much easier fight and people be just as happy to go see her so you know it really shows the level she's fighting and um, I I just uh, I knew women's boxing could I had no doubt women's boxing could get to this level I'm not surprised at all I'm just really happy it's happening now you know, because it doesn't seem that long ago when it was impossible, oh it seems. <laughs> yeah, like you're talking the 90s, like it really isn't that long ago at all. And, you know, we're, we're obviously, you know, all rooting for her. I've been keeping up on her Instagram as well, watching the, the training videos. Like she, like yourself, put her whole life, heart and soul in into getting to this stage. I mean, we, re- <laughs> we really want to see her. We really want to see the, the glory on Saturday. We really do. But is part of it and another part of um, what I noticed about Katie as well, is this self-belief. Is that a huge key to success, Deirdre, this this self-belief? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And there was many times I doubted uh, whether I could keep going. I mean, there was many, many reasons to give up. Um, But I just had this really burning, God-given desire to to get that title and to keep going. I wanted to be a great... I mean, I I would have loved to have gone to the Olympics. I would have loved to have won multi-titles if all those opportunities were there. But 
I had the drive to, I wanted to be the best boxer I possibly could be, not just for a woman, but for any boxer. So that's what drove me on. And I, um, I just, I couldn't give up, you know, when you throw your whole life into something, everything you've got and you've, uh, you, you know, you're totally self-funded and, um, you just can't turn around. You can't give up. You just can't quit. And, and if you quit, the ball stops rolling. So I had to keep going so the ball can keep rolling so other women boxers can get the opportunities. Well, I just think it is just so inspiring, your story. I mean, I know you have such a packed schedule. Kieran is like your professional uh, PA here. Besides yeah, yes. packed, <laughs> packed a few days. You're going to be visiting schools as well. And you're going to be finally getting all of this recognition that you, you truly, truly deserve. I suppose maybe you've answered this already, but what would you most like people to take away from your story? Um, I just to, to keep working a little bit every day, you know, um, you know, always be thinking ahead and doing something new, like something that so nobody's done before. Don't let it ever stop you. And there's always going to be people that will try to talk to you out of it, even the closest people to you. I think it's in your best interest, you know, uh, be the five percenter. Be the five percenter. I'm going to definitely take that on board in my own life. Kieran, t- tickets are flying out for this. How can people get tickets? Yeah, so you can either get them online on Eventbrite, um, searching an evening with Deirdre Gogarty. 12 euro for adults, adults is 17 and older, um, kids is only 6 euro. Or if you want, you can pay at the door with cash um, on the night. Um, doors open at 7 o'clock. The show should start around half seven, uh, quarter eight. Okay, fantastic. I'm very much looking forward to it, Deirdre. Thank you so, so much for coming in here first. <laughs> as soon as she got off the plane, she's in here to me. I'm delighted that you, you came into studio. Yeah. I'm delighted that you're home and I'm delighted and thrilled that people are going to hear your story. Thank you so, so much. Well, thank you so much for having me and I love your enthusiasm. It's, it's firing me up. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Deirdre Gogarty, an evening with Deirdre Gogarty. It's Friday night. As Deirdre said, it's not just about boxing. It's not just about sport. It's a really, really, inspiring story triumph over so much challenge and adversity it's happening Friday night Crescent Concert Hall doors open at 7 cash at the door if you like but tickets are on eventbrite.com if you just search up Deirdre Gogarty Legacy Committee and we will have a um, link to the event uh, on our lmfm.ie later on today The 11 to 1 show LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes backed by Bordgosh Energy Replace your old inefficient gas boiler with Local Heroes Visit localheroes.ie KTF Housing Limited require a full-time combi lift driver based in Dundalk To apply please contact careers at ktf.ie And the Green Schools programme requires travel officers to work with schools in the Louth area If you're interested email hr at weu.ontoshka.org or visit Green Schools Ireland.org. Don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie LMFM Job Search All this week, I'm giving you the chance to win tickets to Dogitude. It is the Irish Dog Lovers Festival happening Saturday 27th and Sunday 28th of May at Causey Farm, Gurley Fords Town County Mead from 12 to 5pm. 
Give your dog a special treat. Bring him or her for a really great day out. But it's not just great fun for our four-legged friends. There's live music across the day, delicious food village, trade shows, expert speakers as well to help you get the best from your pet. Even if you don't have a dog, you should go along. The fun starts at 12 noon on Saturday 27th and Sunday 28th of May. All we have to do is answer this question for your chance to win a pair of tickets to Dogitude. So name the TV series that followed the adventures of a female rough collie dog. Was it A, Turner and Hooch or was it B, Lassie? So name the TV series that followed the adventures of a rough female rough collie dog. Was it Turner and Hooch or was it Lassie? 86 658 Last chance for you to enter. We're going to pick a winner for those tickets very, very shortly. Your home of great music. And I don't want the world to see me. I just want you to know LMFM. Give up forever. One or two messages coming in for Deirdre Gogarty. An absolute legend. Drada should be so, so proud of that woman. Yes. We are, but the whole country should be proud of her as well. I had no idea that it was illegal for women to box, even when Katie Taylor was starting out. Amazing women, says another message. Yeah, I know. That's the thing that really kind of hit home with me as well. Like until very recently, like the 90s. Crazy, absolutely crazy. Stay with us. We've got music from Fleetwood Mac on the way for you. The 11 to 1 show. Want to say congratulations to Niall Carey. You are in Kells and you're going along to Dogitude. You've got the tickets today. It was, of course, Lassie was the answer to the TV series that followed the adventures of female rough collie dog. So enjoy that Saturday, the 27th of May. We will have more uh, opportunity for you to win on tomorrow's show. But uh, back to right now and here's Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac bringing the show to a close. That is our lot for today. Thank you so much to the guests and to you for your company. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday and I'll chat to you tomorrow. The 11 to 1 show.